Welcome to Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Today is Thursday, July 29th, 2021. Let's take a look at today's charts. At number one, we got BTC at $40,232.73, up 0.26%. Ethereum at number two, $2,314.16, up 0.69%. Tether at number three, $1. Binance Coin number four, $314.83, down 0.64%. Cardano at number five, $1.28, down 1.61%. XRP, number six, 71 cents, down 5.46%. USD coin, number seven, $1. Dogecoin, number eight, 20 cents, down 2.39%. Polkadot at number nine, $14.83, up 1.98%. And last but not least, number 10, Binance USD, 99 cents. Let's take a look at the crypto fear and greed index. Extreme fear can be a sign that investors are too worried. That could be a buying opportunity. And when investors are getting too greedy, that means the market is due for a correction. And today we got neutral 50. Yesterday was neutral 50 as well. Last week was extreme fear at 21. And last month was extreme fear at 25. All right, so today we got six articles. Let's take a look at the table of contents. Article number one is a mini Bitcoin mining rig has gone viral on TikTok. Article two is Bitcoin price manipulated. How Kraken's Dan Held breaks down facts versus myths. Article number three, plebs staked Bitcoin throughout downtrend, a phenomenal sign. Here's why. Article four, EOS explained everything you need to know about the history and technology of EOS. Uh, Article 5, Bitcoin and Ethereum, which asset will cross this benchmark first in the next two weeks? And last but not least, the main topic today is how does blockchain work? All right. So before we get into the articles, I just want to say thank you so much to all my subscribers and listeners. If you're listening to me on the podcast, check me out on Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. And if you're on the YouTube space, like, share, and subscribe. It will help the channel out greatly. And I would love to hear more and more of your ideas and which updates you want to hear. But please remember, this Dave's Daily Crypto Take is all unbiased. So there will be some for cryptocurrency and some that will be against cryptocurrency. So please do your due diligence and please uh, research everything that you need to know about before investing or not. All right, let's take a look at article number one. A mini Bitcoin mining rig has gone viral on TikTok. So two points in this article. Number one, Aiden Abada posted a video on the social network TikTok where he ran the mini Bitcoin using free electricity from Starbucks. And number two, this is a mini Bitcoin mining video that has become popular with over 2.5 million views. So Idan Abada is a young man who lives in Los Angeles, California, who aims to generalize crypto mining. Recently, Abada posted a video on TikTok where he ran a mini Bitcoin mining rig using free electricity from Starbucks. This video has reached 2.5 million views on TikTok. The rig is simpler than warehouses filled with ASICs. This Abada rig features a multi-port USB hub, 10 USB sticks containing two ASIC mining chips made by the Bitmain company and a mini fan. So Idan Abada has said this proposal is one of the simplest miners on the market. 
its configuration or execution is easy because you only need a PC or laptop. This young man mined Bitcoin in 2015 in a room in a shared house. On that occasion, Abada agreed with his housemate to pay more for electricity. In just two years, in 2017, Abada created his store called BitcoinMerch.com, where he sold essential equipment and cables. This young enthusiast realized how difficult it was to acquire equipment to mine Bitcoin, creating his online store. The company grew and offers everything you need for cryptocurrency mining. His creator affirms that the increase in crypto assets commercialization has made his company grow in these four years. Technavio, the research firm, has said that the mining hardware market will grow to nearly $2.8 billion in four years. The rig he has designed is very simple and is only powered by USB, and anyone can mine and join the crypto. Abada has said that in March, BTC sales reached about $428,000, which is 355% more than last year's sales. So the equipment needed to mine at Bitcoin. Newpack is the most selling mechanism in the online store and can be seen in the video on TikTok. They have sold thousands of these components, and when they arrive in a short time, they are sold out. The mini Bitcoin mining rig has two ASIC chips. It is a platform made with pieces extracted from another Chinese miner, but its creator says that the two are diverse. It's a quiet and inexpensive platform compared to industrial miners. Abada says it can be run on his desk for convenience without having an annoyance nearing and noise near you. Although it looks like a powerful and ingenious mini Bitcoin, its creator has acknowledged that his platform has not generated income. He claims that to get the money, he has to have free electricity. Abada is dedicated to helping and educating new miners to mine Bitcoin from his home. So there you guys have it. A mini Bitcoin mining rig has gone viral on TikTok. Comment down below it and let me know if you've seen this video before or if you're interested in Bitcoin mining. All right. Article number two. Is Bitcoin price manipulated? How? Kraken's Dan Held breaks down facts versus myths. So Dan Held, director of growth at Kraken, discusses with David Lin, anchor for Kitco News, how likely it is that Bitcoin, the largest cryptocurrency in the world, is experiencing market manipulation. The Bitcoin protocol was made inherently to be decentralized and very resistant to any form of centralized attack or manipulation. So the protocol itself is extremely stable. I mean, the protocol can survive nuclear warfare. The Bitcoin protocol can survive part of the internet going down, Held said. Securities are prone to market manipulation if they are illiquid or have a very uneven ownership profile. Bitcoin is more liquid than Apple, and Apple is one of the most highly traded stocks in the US or the world. He said, a lot of people do a bad analysis of ownership where they look at on-chain balances and they go, oh, the Gini coefficient of Bitcoin is corresponding to these addresses that I see and they hold certain amounts of Bitcoin. One of those addresses can represent 50 million customers like Binance or millions of customers like Kraken. So what do you guys think? Is Bitcoin price manipulated? How? And Kraken's Dan Held breaks down facts versus myths. So of course, big exchanges that have 50 million or 100 millions of users is that how it's going to be manipulated? Comment down below and let me know what you think. All right, let's keep going. Article number three, plebs stake Bitcoin throughout downtrend, a phenomenal sign. Here's why. 
The moral of the Bitcoin team seemed low over the last few months. That and a flat market didn't stop the plebs from constantly stacking stats. The following chart shows that the Bitcoin addresses that hold between 0.1 and 1.0 BTC kept acquiring Bitcoin through this whole period. What does that mean, though? And why is it a sign of something phenomenal and never before seen? That's what we're here to explore. But first, the chart in question from on-chain analyst Will Clemente says, the DCA army is relentless. Plebs keep stacking no matter what. So who are the plebs? The self-proclaimed plebs are Bitcoin white blood cells, the defense mechanism. They're Bitcoin maximalists of the most extreme order that defend Bitcoin and attack all of its enemies with rhetoric and verbal poison. Their name is inspired by the Roman plebeians, and in the introduction of an article about the original ones, Bitcoin Magazine says, quote, In this memo, I look into the original plebs, the plebeian class of ancient Rome. The Bitcoin plebs are the solid core of the community, and the Bitcoin rabbit hole has encouraged all of us to read history with fresh eyes. The little paragraph says a lot about the Bitcoin plebs and their attitude towards life. For a more specific definition, let's quote New Day Crypto. Quote, there are many different labels, but I will call this subspecies Bitcoin plebs. This is a special type of Bitcoin, which is even less common, but represents something like special forces in this battle. These are rude and uncompromising people who stand in the first line of defense of Bitcoin and everything that it symbolizes. So what is DCA or dollar cost averaging? Why are plebs doing it? This investment technique seems tailor-made for Bitcoin. Buying an asset constantly over time reduces the impact of volatility on the overall purchase. That is what plebs do. That is what the original chart shows. For a more detailed definition, let's quote Investopedia. Quote, dollar cost averaging is an investment strategy in which an investor divides up the total amount to be invested across periodic purchases of a target asset in an effort to reduce the impact of volatility on the overall purchase. The purchases occur regardless of the asset's price and at regular intervals. In effect, this strategy removes much of the detailed work of attempting to time the market in order to make purchases of equities at the best prices. So what is an inelastic demand for a product? Trust us, we'll need this concept. One of the most amazing things that original chart shows is an inelastic demand for Bitcoin. So what is it exactly? Let's quote Investopedia again. Quote, an inelastic product, on the other end, is defined as one where a change in price does not significantly impact demand for that product. Should demand for a good or service be static when its price or other factors change, it is said to be inelastic. In other words, when the price changes or consumers' incomes change, they will not change their buying habits. Inelastic products are necessities and usually do not have substitutes they can easily be replaced with. That definition applies to a certain class of products in a stable market, and they're special enough. Bitcoin is, as you might know, very volatile and is still an inelastic product. Plebs love that stuff and won't stop buying it. So what did the chart show anyway? Well, once upon a time, Paul Tudor Jones asked Stan Druckenmiller, quote, do you know that when Bitcoin went from 17000 to 3000 that 86% of the people that owned it at $17,000 never sold it? Druckenmiller replied, well, this was huge in my mind. So here's something with a finite supply and 86% of the owners are religious zealots. 
To explain how this relates to the chart, let's bring an expert witness. Pseudonymous Bitcoin philosopher, Pi Prime Pi, his thread about the subject started with the following tweet. If I was going to do a presentation on Bitcoin to a corp, institution, organization, etc., either internal or external, I would lead with this chart. Thanks, W. Clemente, for the help. This chart is something that every exec, product manager, allocator, etc., regardless of industry, will see. And through the thread, we learned these points. Point number one, the chart shows a 10-year inelastic demand curve. Two, throughout those 10 turbulent years, Bitcoin was an asset with 70 volume that had a 100x move and several 50 plus percent corrections from $300 to $60,000 plus. Point number three, that means that for the last 10 years, regardless of press or price, these people just kept buying. These people are the plebs, but they're also normal everyday people just going about their day and stacking sats. Point number four. But wait, it's more impressive that as soon as they acquire 1.00 plus BTC, they fall off this chart. So they are being replaced by others that are doing the same. Wow. So what do you guys think about this? Plebs stake Bitcoin throughout downtrend, a phenomenal sign. Here's why. Comment down below and let me know if you're a pleb, if you back Bitcoin, and if you are doing a DCA approach, dollar cost averaging. All right. Uh, before we get on to article number four, I just want to say thank you so much to all my listeners. I've been looking at analytics and I've seen some people in Americas, in Asia, especially in China, Indonesia, Malaysia, Philippines. Thank you so much. In Europe, I've seen people from the Ukraine, from Germany, from France, as well as Spain. Shout out to you guys. And in Africa, I'd like to boost up my numbers. So please like, share, and subscribe to this uh, channel because it helps people generate more views and it will see more traction in the, in the world of cryptocurrency. So again, thank you so much for all your help and support. All right, let's keep on going. Article number four, EOS explained everything you need to know about the history and technology of EOS. EOS is a cryptocurrency that runs on its own blockchain. Its blockchain is open source and powers additional smart contracts and decentralized apps, dApps. Notably, there are no transaction fees for sending and receiving EOS. EOS operates using its own open source blockchain known as EOSIO, which was developed by the company Block.One. It ranks as top 30 cryptocurrency by market cap, which was $3.7 billion as of July 2021. There are more than 955 million EOS coins in circulation. So what is EOS? EOS is a cryptocurrency that runs on its own blockchain. EOSIO is the open source blockchain still in development, which is led by the company Block.1. EOS is similar to the larger currency in blockchain, Ethereum, in that its blockchain enables other smart contracts and decentralized apps in addition to its own currency. But unlike Ethereum, EOS transactions don't require any fees. So note, Bitcoin network fees and Ethereum gas can be expensive, and transaction times can slow during periods of network congestion. EOS aims to provide a faster transaction time with no built-in fees. EOS, officially launched in June 2018, based on the EOS.io technical white paper, 
V2, the EOS.io software and blockchain power other cryptocurrencies such as Everipedia, though the most noteworthy coin on this blockchain is EOS itself. So special features of EOS. The main unique feature of EOS is that it doesn't charge any transaction fees. Instead, it rewards miners with newly created EOS tokens. This means there is built-in inflation in the EOS ecosystem. Those who stake EOS tokens provide stability to the currency while others are mining and transacting. We are entirely stake-based system, Bart White, an engineer for EOS IO, said in a YouTube video in May 2018. So we still economically protect the network by requiring you to stake tokens, and those tokens never leave your possession. They simply cover the cost of the resources that you're using at the time. Once you stop using the resources, you get those tokens back, as opposed to it being a permanently charged fee to your account. In a way, that creates a market where you'd never have to pay EOSIO tokens in order to have access to those shared resources. Because of how this works, EOS token holders share the fees as the newly created tokens dilute the existing market. Running a fee-free network may make EOS attractive to a wide number of users. So how to mine EOS? Well, EOS doesn't use a proof of work mining system like Bitcoin or Ethereum, where you can earn fees for running a miner. Instead, EOS relies on a system called delegated proof of stake. This relies on block producers voted on by the network to handle the blockchain operations on its behalf. While this centralizes some of the blockchain operations more than competitors, it also enables better scale and higher transaction volumes than some others. It's also more environmentally friendly, as fewer computers work and consume energy to keep the network running. However, there may be a conflict of interest, as for profit, Block.1 has a big influence on whoever does the work and gets the payout of new EOS tokens. Block.1 is a major owner of EOS tokens and therefore gets the most votes on future block producers. It can even vote for itself, awarding itself a big piece of the pie for transaction fees. So, how to buy and invest in EOS? If you want to buy or invest in EOS, the easiest way is through a major cryptocurrency exchange. EOS is widely supported, so it's easy to buy it using exchanges like Coinbase or wherever you keep your crypto portfolio. Wallets? If you buy EOS like any other cryptocurrency, you'll need a cryptocurrency wallet. Due to its popularity, you'll find EOS is generally well supported by a wide variety of software and hardware wallets. Tip, use strong passwords and good digital security habits to keep your cryptocurrency safe. So the transaction times. EOS transaction times are nearly instant. According to cryptocurrency exchange Kraken, that's a significant benefit over competing tokens and coins that can take minutes or hours to complete. The EOS delegated POS system doesn't require any confirmations. As soon as transactions hit the network, it's live on the blockchain. That takes place in a blink of an eye. So notable happenings, well, EOS is a well-trusted cryptocurrency as far as cryptocurrencies go. However, it has a few stains on its permanent record. The company behind EOS, Block.1, is registered in the Cayman Islands and collected more than $4 billion when EOS tokens started going public in June 2017. The US Securities and Exchange Commission ordered Block.1 to pay a $24 million fine for running an unregistered security sale through the EOS initial coin offering. 
Today, however, EOS is up and running unencumbered with this lawsuit seemingly in the past. Also noteworthy is Block.1's connection to PayPal co-founder Peter Thiel. In May 2021, Block.1 announced a new subsidiary, Bullish Global, that focuses on a new blockchain-based cryptocurrency exchange called Bullish. Theo, along with several others, invested in the new subsidiary. After the announcement, the price of EOS spiked, reaching $14.37 late in the day on May 11, 2021. Just two months later, the price was back down to a little under $4 in late July. So there you guys have it. EOS explained everything you need to know about the history and technology of EOS. Comment down below if you've ever invested and bought EOS tokens, or if you already knew about this whole information from history to now. All right. Article number five, Bitcoin and Ethereum. Which asset will cross this benchmark first in the next two weeks? Bitcoin and Ethereum both tested their initial targets of $40,000 and $2,400 over the past day. After consistently rallying over the last week, the market sentiment is currently improving for both assets. While Bitcoin has been driving force for the majority of the bull markets, smaller altcoins have rallied behind Ether's bullish period as well. In 2021 itself, Bitcoin reached its all-time high during April 15 to 20th, reaching a valuation of $64,000. Other assets followed suit, but when Ethereum touched its all-time high of $4,375 during the 1st of May, assets such as Ethereum Classic and Matic followed its path. Keeping a bullish perspective in the backdrop, we analyze which asset is likely to outperform the other during the next few weeks of price action. The price structure for both Bitcoin and Ethereum looks similar, but both assets have different bullish resistance ranges. For Bitcoin, $42,000 is the range above which the asset needs to close a daily candle, after which is a strong bullish narrative can be justified. For Ethereum, the price range is $3,000. Now, there are evident discrepancies in terms of ETH's range being far more in terms of percentage growth, but it is the same range that was retested post May 19th, after which collective collapse was observed. So for both Bitcoin and Ethereum, it is currently about crossing their respective levels of 42,000 and 3,000 to dictate the rally. The question is, which asset does it first? Analyzing the correlation chart between Bitcoin and Ethereum indicated that both assets have shared higher levels of correlation over the past few months. It currently sits at 0.85, which means regardless of dominance tussle, there is commonly linearity between both moving up or down. However, short-term volatility spreads reveal more about the current market momentum. ETH BTC one month realized volatility spread and one implied volatility spread has been indicative of which asset has a dominant hold over the other in the past few months. Whenever both indexes are rise, Ethereum has largely outperformed the volatility drive in both bullish and bearish directions. Right now, ETH BTC realized that implied volatility is undergoing a decline, which means BTC has a positional advantage. Keeping that narrative in mind, Bitcoin reaching 42,000 will probably happen before Ethereum reaches 3,000. The initial recovery is currently supportive of Bitcoin's volatility being more strong and directive. 
So there you guys have it. Bitcoin and Ethereum, which asset will cross this benchmark first in the next two weeks? Comment down below which one you think it is. Is it going to be Bitcoin or Ethereum? Price marks are 42000 and 3000 Comment down below and let me know what you think. All right, moving on to our main topic today. It is called, how does blockchain work? Here's everything you need to know about blockchain, the backbone of basically all things crypto. So right then, class, this blockchain you're using or thinking of using or wondering what is the actual heck of it, let's get into it. For once and for all, a blockchain 101, here it comes. What is blockchain? The first iteration of blockchain came back in 1991 and was used by researchers as a way to timestamp documents. The fact that it was untemperable and very secure is what spawned a wider sense of attraction. After that, it is generally accepted that Satoshi Nakamoto pioneered how we use blockchain in a contemporary sense when, in 2008, he created Bitcoin. Now, Nakamoto is a whole other kettle of fish. It's taken that Nakamoto is the pseudonym of the person or persons who invented Bitcoin. Nobody knows who or what Nakamoto is, yet they are reportedly worth 25 billion pounds. So how does blockchain work? It's used to store data in a very secure way. A blockchain is a chain of blocks. Makes sense, right? Well, dive into those blocks now. A block contains a few things, a bit like an atom does. Blocks contain data, a hash, sort of like a fingerprint, and a hash of the previous block. The data you store can vary massively. Using Bitcoin as an example, the data within a block would generally be the sender, the receiver, and the amount of Bitcoin being transferred. The hash, as said, is the identifier of the block. It's always used to unique to a specific block. If the block is edited at all, as in the new info added, the hash changes. This makes it easy to see exactly where changes have been made. As the blocks following the tampered block become invalid, in addition, there's something called a proof of work, which slows down how quickly blocks are made. So what does proof of work do to blockchain? It's useful because if someone tampers with one block, they need to then edit the rest of the blockchain, and then it can basically take an endless amount of time to actually happen. Essentially, you can't outrun it. You'll be caught. There's also a peer-to-peer -peer network, so people will responsibly stop any dodgy changes by verifying it. It makes consensus. Unless you can get more than 50% of the network to validate your dodgy work, basically impossible, you can't fiddle with the blocks. So how safe is blockchain? A blockchain in crypto is essentially a chain of transactions. For example, you buy some Bitcoin from someone, that's one block. They bought or mined it from somewhere, that's previous block. If you then buy something, exchange your money or sell your Bitcoin to someone else, that creates a new block. Because the transactions are validated by a bunch of people around the world, you can be sure nobody is able to tamper with the transaction. So does it only work with crypto? It isn't just used for crypto though. Other applications include monitoring things you sell over time, like the mileage in a car, signatures being added to a contract. This is essentially a smart contract, even voting in elections. In fact, if blockchain continues to take off, it'll very likely disrupt a lot of industries, with banking being the most obvious. We've seen this already in developing countries such as El Salvador which became the first nation in the world to approve cryptocurrency as an official form of payment in June. It will also disrupt 
cybersecurity, government systems, forecasting, insurance, cloud storage, or basically anywhere where people can be corrupt with money or hacked data, like charities and healthcare services. So yeah, that's your briefing on blockchain. End of class. So what do you guys think? How does blockchain work? Comment down below and let me know if you already knew all this information or did you learn something new? All right. Before we head out, let's take a look at the price one more time. So let's refresh it. And at number one, we got BTC, BTC, and BTC at $39,794.17. Ethereum at number two, $2,294. Tether at number three, $1. Binance Coin, $311. Cardano, $1.26. XRP, $0.69. Cents. USD Coin, $1. Dogecoin, $0.20. Cents. Polkadot, $14.57. And last but not least, Binance USD, $1. All right. So there you guys have it. Thank you so much for making it this far into the podcast and YouTube video. Again, this is Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Do what you can by like, share, and subscribe. And if you're on the podcast space, check me out on Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcast, whether you're on iOS or Android. So again, thank you so much for making it this far. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Have a great crypto day. Peace.